0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spoiler Warning podcast. This is review number two thirty with our review of Now You See Me. I'm Christopher Schneezy.
1: I'm Carson Patrick.
0: And if you're joining us for the first time, the Spoiler Warning podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week on the show, Carson Patrick and I are going to dive in, debate, discuss, and argue the latest film releases hitting the theaters near you. Um, each week, we're going to bring you a couple different uh, reviews, if we can. Uh, this week, we had a review of After Earth, and then this review of Now You See Me. How you doing tonight, Carson?
1: Pretty well. I, uh, I went and saw the movie epic today.
0: Ah. Was it, uh, as epic as you didn't believe that it would be?
1: <laughs> no, um, I... It, no, it was not epic. It was, uh, not as bad as I thought it was gonna be, though. Um, I think the trailers are kind of, uh, misjudging it. But, uh, I mean, it's squarely for kids but uh, I wasn't as offended as I thought I would be. It was not a serious offender.
0: I I saw it also uh, last week. Um, I I did end up seeing it then. And, uh, yeah, I thought it was, like, it was just a proficient kids' movie. Like, it it didn't... It it was enough... There was enough different from, like, Ferngully and Avatar and, like, all all those type of films um, to feel like its own um, thing. And... uh, I mean, obviously, you know, I'm a huge fan of Christoph Waltz, so even if it's just his voice, it's entertaining <laughs> It's entertaining enough to keep me engaged. Um, he was
1: a pretty good villain.
0: Yeah, like, he he, he did well, and I thought, you know...
1: The, the voice acting was pretty good, uh, aside from some of the, like, just, you know, noticeable voices were a little bit distracting. Like, as much as I love Aziz Ansari and Chris O'Dowd, like, the, their slug characters were clearly there for the, the little
0: ones. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. you know, it, it, it was cute and it was funny. I, I, I had a decent time with it, so. I mean, uh, there are worse
1: ways. Uh, like, from that trailer, though, I really thought it was going to be just uh, a torture to sit through, almost. Because, I I mean, I, I like the first Ice Age, but I didn't like any of the sequels. And Rio, I just thought, was uh, just intolerable Almost, and uh, so I was expecting something on the level of that because it's the same studio, yeah, animation studio, obviously. Um, so I was surprised that it was actually uh, a lot better than any of those movies. Like it was a, it was almost like they were trying to step it up and say like, hey, we're gonna make a movie that's you know for kids and adults instead of just for kids.
0: Yeah, I, I think for me, what what kind of not really elevated it, but what what I really loved about it was just the art design of like the little armor of the leaf men and just like all the, like every, visually I thought it was a really interesting film. Um, outside of that, it was kind of just a decent film. And on the downside, I really, like, I really hate Beyonce. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm sick of her being portrayed as this like elegant, regal, like ethereal, um, like they treat her like she's glad you know? And it's like, she's not yeah. like, she's just like, I just don't, buy her in that role ever and i don't know why she's she's cast to be that person like obviously they're just using because like everybody knows beyonce so like that'll be cool but like i just don't buy her as that like super elegant regal mysterious queen of the forest type role i don't know
1: yeah i mean that those are some of the voice casting that was you know there for the like i don't know why they do that in these kids movies they hire like pop singers to voice you know certain roles i guess because they think kids will notice like i I don't know like i feel like if you're a little kid and even if you're aware of beyonce like i i don't think you would know like her voice Uh, maybe i don't know
0: Uh, hmm.
1: i I just think it's kind of i it's kind of dumb to be like well we hired this person because you know they're a hit with the tweens or something it's like they're not gonna know like they're not paying attention in the trailer when it's like Steven Tyler or whatever you know <laughs> like yeah when they're yeah. listing off all the names like i I don't think they really care like who is voicing you know at all. you're a little kid you don't even know, yeah, yeah i I don't know, but yeah, I mean the animation is probably the best thing the movie's got going for it,
0: yep, you might say that animation was magical. Oh. oh, attempted segue to our film about magic. Uh, so Good one. This is the first time that we've had like, I shouldn't say the first time. This is like earlier this year we reviewed Bert Wonderstone, and now yes. we have like a a non-comedic uh, film that uh, is centered in a world where all the characters are being are involved in magic in some way. Uh-oh.
1: You know what was funny on IMDb trivia? It said that Olivia Wilde was offered a role in this film. What I can only presume would be Isla Fisher's
0: role. Yeah, I would. I would. And she
1: turned it. She turned it down. She she was in the wrong magician movie.
0: Yeah, clearly. Uh, <laughs> either that, or they were gonna let her try out a new accent and give her the Interpol role. <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly. But then she turned that down and was like, "I'm gonna do Rush instead." <laughs>
0: She's, working with Ron she's Howard. Like, she's all the French accent was just a little too difficult for me. I'm gonna I mean, go I'm for a British instead. Bastardized British accent. <laughs> um, but you know, I'm glad that if, if she was gonna get the Interpol role, I'm glad it was gone because then we we got to have Shoshana from yeah, the Glorious much Bastards.
1: Rather, I like Olivia Wilde, much rather have an actual French person yes. in the role. Um, yeah.
0: um but yeah, now you see me. This is a film that we've both been pretty excited about for. I don't know. Did the, the trailer came out like last year, right?
1: Yeah, it came out like a year ago.
0: Um, this is one. Well, of the movie three... was
1: originally supposed to come out, I think, in like March or something
0: and is there earlier a, this year. Did they just push it back to find a better slot to stick it in theaters, or was there like problems with it? Do you know anything about the story I, of?
1: Maybe they didn't want to compete with Burt Wonderstone. No, I don't think so. I think they pushed <laughs> it back because it got a. Uh, Good test scores or something. They, I guess, they figured, hey, that we could maybe open this as a summer movie. It passed its SATs, so they're like, we're... it good. It got good test screening scores, so they were like, oh yeah, I don't know. Like, I think that's probably why they they did it.
0: Got gotcha. you. I know the theater that I saw it at, which uh, was not my first choice of theater to see it at, but I was going to. I met my family there and watched it with them. Um, but like they put it in like the smallest theater in that theater and it could have just been cause it was the first showing of the day. But I was like, really? Mm. Like, I know that not a whole lot of people have been talking about this film, but clearly I mean, I mean, it made the, more money than after earth. Yeah. The box office numbers prove that at least people wanted to see it, but it just seemed weird that they shoved it in like a tiny ass little theater.
1: Maybe it was only cause of the first show.
0: Yeah, maybe either way. I mean, as, as I talked about during our Burt Wonderstorm review, I'm a big fan of magic. Um, so, I was very excited to see this film uh you were excited to see it too you seemed before you seemed like not as into magic as i was growing up but uh
1: i mean not as a kid yeah i mean i like magic i just wasn't i didn't have like a kid or anything as a kid (laughs) i did watch like all those david blaine street magician specials (laughs) as a kid though i was like
0: identified with jim carrey and uh (laughs) <laughs> not
1: not mind rape or whatever with Jim Carrey. <laughs> <laughs> Brain rapist or whatever it was. Oh uh, good times. Um
0: Yeah, no, I totally
1: watched those those David Blaine, him on the street.
0: Yeah. Did yeah, you wa- did I watched you watch, that stuff. Uh, did you watch uh the, the X-Files dude debunking all the, the mass magician stuff? No. <laughs> Do you remember when Fox used to air those? <laughs> No,
1: I did it. They yeah. did. They have like a Morgan Freeman.
0: Yeah. Fo- so fo- guy? Fox ran a program called like the Masked Magician or something, and uh, it it was it was um, led by the guy who was the actor in the X Files who played like uh, Mulder and Scully's boss. And, oh yeah, that guy. Like the guy. They would just perform tricks, and then they would show you how they did those tricks. And it was like, oh, he's like breaking the magician's code and like showing everybody that they ran like three of them or. They now might. that you
1: say that, I vaguely remember the show.
0: It was, it was, uh... But yeah. Yeah. It no, was, I didn't see it. It was funny, like, the, the theatrics of it, just, like, him and his mask trying to be like, you can't see his identity because all magicians would hate him, or, yeah, hate <laughs> you if they knew, like, he was doing all this stuff.
1: I mean, I have seen Siegfried and Roy. Well,
0: I there saw you go. them. Before the accident? <laughs> Before the accident, yeah. <laughs>
1: I want to say I saw David Copperfield, too. I saw another magician. I don't know if it was David Copperfield, but it was somebody else in Vegas.
0: I've seen David Copperfield twice, Lance Burton once. Lance Burton, Um, that's who it was. Penn and Teller, obviously, uh, are awesome. Um, But, uh, yeah, good times. Well, uh, what do you say we look at the trailer for Now You See Me and then get into this review? Come in close. Because the more you think you see... Easier it'll be to fool you. Ladies and gentlemen, for our final trick, we are going to rob a bank. On the count of three, you will be teleported through space and time to your bank in Paris. One, two, three. Everyone in this room was a victim of hard times some of you lost your homes, your cars, and so tonight. We're gonna return some of that money back to you. Everyone, we are the four, four horsemen! Good good night. <laughs> Your bank was the distraction while wow, they set up the real trick. I was a $140 million distraction. Who doesn't love a good magic trick? FBI! Hands where I can see him. I don't think I heard you correctly. Did you say magicians robbed the bank? You are going to be played. Right? You have what we in the business like to call nothing up your sleeve. Because if you did, it means that you and the FBI and your friends at Interpol actually believe in magic. First rule of magic: always be the smartest guy in the room. One, two, three, and. Want to know how they did it? Say the magic word. A year ago, these guys were a bunch of street magicians. Now they're pulling off amazing robberies and not keeping a single cent for themselves. You do realize this is a game played out on a global scale. Vegas was just the start. This trick was designed a long time ago. We are dealing with something far bigger than us. We're all here for the same reason. We cannot quit now. Expose them now and destroy them. Whatever is about to follow, whatever this grand trick is, is really going to amaze. Look closely, because the closer you think you are, the less you'll actually see. All right, so now you see me is the story of a group of magicians who call themselves the Four Horsemen and a series of tricks that they are, a series of performances they're doing that start with a bank heist and start to escalate and work towards a series of events and uh, an FBI agent and a uh, Interpol agent who are trying to figure out, what the hell they're doing, and how they're doing it, and uh, also a few other groups of people who are kind of looking into what's going on and uh, just kind of all the stuff that surrounds this group and the end goal they're all working towards. Carson, what did you think of this film?
1: Uh, I think this is this year's uh, premium rush. I think this is a movie that's uh, extremely crowd-pleasing. This movie is just really, really, really fun. Like I'm sure there's some guy out there trolling hard on imdb there's like mm, there's so many plot holes there I, who cares i don't care about you i i just want to sit and enjoy this ridiculous movie and have a lot of fun with it um I, this is a film uh that i will explicitly reference fast and furious 6 for because this if you were to put up against now you see me is a night and day example of how to make a fun summer movie like this is says everything is better in this film like better cast better <laughs> actors better car chase scenes better action more intrigue uh just like way cooler things happening in this film and like uh it's just it's just awesome like this is a great summer film I, i'm I'm glad that they they chose to hold off and release it in the summer because I do think that this is a a complete crowd pleasing movie. Like there are these there's this two old couple when we saw it and they came out and, like went straight to the concession stand. I was like, this is an amazing film. Um, so I think it really I think it really is uh, kind of age proof. Like I think you could go in you know and, and enjoy this movie if you're young old. In the middle, whatever, like I it's got something to offer, I think, for everyone. Um I mean, just like I said, like this movie has a great cast. Uh like lots of great actors in this film. I think everyone works really well together, especially the four uh main magicians. Uh Jesse Eisenberg, kind of breaking the mold of his uh like you know, timid geek guy, and he's playing more of like a badass geek guy. <laughs> um <laughs> He's a little less timid in this movie, you know like showing up Mark Ruffalo in the interrogation room and well, and what have you he's
0: basically his Mark Zuckerberg character if instead of a hacker he, <laughs> he was, was a, a magician, magician.
1: <laughs> exactly yeah with and, uh, and in
0: this case his Rooney Mara actually works with them still
1: yeah exactly yeah with he's Zuckerberg with like a mild mustache um <laughs> But yeah, dude, we got we got Ruffalo in this movie. Like you said, there's Shoshana. Like, come on, dude, you got Morgan Freeman as like the magician debunker, and like Michael Caine shows up as like a guy who you know only Michael Caine could play. Like I mean, Michael Caine could play some <laughs> scumbags in his sleep, but he's just you know whatever. He's doing his thing, and
0: this time um, instead of him him building the tricks, the tricks are being played <laughs> on him.
1: He's getting played in this movie big time. <laughs> yeah, he's not building them. <clears throat> That's why he was like, "Yes, this I will do." This film, yeah, it is different. Yeah, exactly.
0: I would, it would have been funny if there was a scene in which uh, Morgan Freeman explained to Michael Caine the three phases of a magic trick,
1: <laughs> and then Michael Caine's like, "I know this already, <laughs> you fool." Um, yeah, we even get uh, we even get Kevin Spacey's right hand man from House of Cards in this film
0: dude he, he plays that in every single thing he does. Like he's <laughs> always like the second in charge guy assistant.
1: He always, yeah, he is. Yeah.
0: Which is fine. Um, they, they can keep giving him that role because he's great in it.
1: Yeah, he's totally fine, yeah. Sure. Um But now, nah, dude, this movie just moves at like a really fast pace. It's got like a really good energy. Uh it's funny. It's uh I was I was, you know, invested in it. I was like, how are they going to pull these tricks off? And what is the big plan that, you know, is that they're trying to, who are they doing this for and everything? And, uh, yeah, like I said, there's probably a lot of potholes in this movie. I don't care um, because it uh, successfully, I think, allows you to sidestep that just for the fact that, It goes very quickly. It is a lot of fun. The actors sell it. Um, You know, I I think there's there's enough of an excuse there. Everything, I think, really clicks together more so than in, uh, I guess, I would say Star Trek Into Darkness. When I was kind of getting into that groove, but then there were things that were taking me out. Um, But I think this one successfully uh, gets around that and just allows you to sit back. And have a lot of fun with uh, these magicians just doing their thing. And I mean, it's just it's just a cool concept. Like I, you can tell that they put some thought, some definite thought into this story of like, yeah, like what's going to be the overall trick and everything. And it's not something that it was like a slapdash; they just threw together. Um, which I think is cool. Like I, I, I don't, you know, we should appreciate some of these movies, you know, even if they're not perfect. Like at least they tried man they they were going for something different and uh and, and you know that's why i mean i i compared it to premium rush only cuz i felt like those movies both like moved really fast and were crowd pleasing and had good actors in it and they were selling the material and everything um obviously i think this movie will be a lot more popular but uh I, yeah that's it reminded me of that so
0: yeah I, I think this film um, I mean obviously I loved it also. Um, it, it, it kind of turned out a little different than I expected, but just based on the, off the trailers um, it, it, but it's it's a film that clearly unlike what I was saying about uh, after Earth where it felt like the people writing the sci-fi elements of the of the film knows absolutely zero about anything sci-fi related and they're just kind of like, yeah, that sounds like sci-fi stuff this film doesn't have the problem of like oh that sounds like magicy kind of talk like it feels like the writers understand uh the concept of of how illusions work and everything feels like these pieces of this puzzle that actually fit together and work and that you know there there might be plot holes in them um in in stuff that's happening but i think it like i think for the most part if you go through it it all it all pretty much works like it feels it feels very cohesive and unlike films where um uh you know like in moments like say in Fast 5 where some some switcheroo happens at different points in that film and you really are only privy to that switcheroo even being a possibility after the fact once other characters learn about it in this film like you can follow the train of things happening and you can watch and be like okay this is the moment like you can see the trick as it's happening and Really, what it's about is you understanding how these tricks are building and figuring out where they're ultimately leading to. But you can, like, you don't feel duped in any sense. Like you understand that that these are tricks, and you're able to follow them and see. And yeah, at certain points they foreshadow um, things that that they're doing later on. You can you can you can look at the rules it establishes about how a trick is conceived and then apply that to your observation of the trick being pulled and follow the events as they take place. And, like, that's that's just a really... It's a really smart thing because, um, like, you know, o- other films might try to just, at the end, give you a reveal that explains something that happened earlier on. You're like, oh, cool, that scene where that clearly didn't happen. They're just, like, at the end of the film saying that that happened during that time. Like, this really like you can see those events happening as they're going on and like you know before the characters might know like you know, if a cop's about to be duped like you're aware that that's about to happen and then uh, like a scene later that character might review like surveillance footage and then see the moment that you saw because you are getting to observe it from kind of the um the four four horseman's point of view um and like that's just it's it's just smart writing and it's um it's incredibly entertaining obviously I mean, even from the beginning when uh we get sort of just the 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 quick montage of the recruiting of the four horsemen, like even, yeah. even those establish well the personalities of all all each of those characters. I mean I mean, you know your movie's gonna be awesome when it starts off with a magic trick that the audience can participate in. I mean not <laughs> yeah. not, not saying what that actually is, but when when characters on screen perform a trick and you participate in that trick as it happens that just that, that just sets the tone for like okay this is gonna be a fun ride and uh, it's gonna be awesome like my my mom leaned over to me she's like that's the card I picked
1: yeah that's the card that my girlfriend picked too I didn't pick a card I wasn't paying attention because I'm stupid <laughs> clearly
0: well you missed the tone setting part of the film then
1: yeah well I was still in sync with everything else
0: yeah um I I just I I think that. I don't know. It's just it's it's interesting too how complex the dynamics of this film are. So, I mean, you have you have the magicians who are pulling off their tricks for the reason that they're under the impression they're doing it for. You have the people the tricks are being played on and they're like, well, this sucks. I got to figure out what the hell just happened to me because, you know, they're getting tons of money ganked from them. Then you have the FBI agent who's looking into it and really doesn't want to be looking into it because, well, like, why am I investigating magicians robbing a bank? That sucks. So he's got to do that. Then you have the Interpol chick who's there who, like, actually is very, very curious about magic and 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 different things relating to that. And then you have the the magician debunker who is, like super into these guys because he wants to be like basically make money off of the revealing of, of how they're doing all this crazy stuff. Um, yeah. It's just, it's, I don't know. I I just had a lot of fun with how many different groups of people were becoming involved with the characters and, and the motivations for each group of people and kind of just watching how that goes back and forth. Uh, plus it had the, the added hilarity of like the, the, scene where morgan freeman is actually recording his debunking show and he's like doing his little (laughs) monologue that was like exactly like watching an episode of um uh, through the wormhole with morgan freeman like it was the same like tone and and delivery of the of the like little mini monologues that he has before each segment on that show and i was like dude it's hilarious like he he totally would be this guy in real life if oh yeah if he had the chance to
1: yeah that's his uh in a past life that's what he did
0: yeah it's just i I had an incredible time with this film and uh it, it was definitely right up my alley. Like it's it's in my wheelhouse.
1: Uh what I was going to say about you were saying something uh, something about, you know, you get to see like certain things before they happen and you play along with the tricks like some of the stuff is uh like it gets to the point where you're like, "Okay, we know that the magicians are going to be ahead of the FBI agents." Yeah. And like even if you know that, it's still fun. When they get duped, and, Mar- and Ruffalo's just like, ah! Like, this safe is full of balloons! <laughs> I'm tracking myself! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, you yeah. know it's always gonna happen, but... Like, you always expect it, but, I don't know, you still are just... Not surprised, but entertained by it, I guess.
0: And, and the one thing, like, the, the thing I think that is that is uh, that works the best for this film and, and kind of excited me the most is... Um, you know, like I mentioned on the show that I really love heist films. And a a good heist film involves a team that's put together of experts of of different categories of stuff. Like, you know, you're going to want a getaway driver. You know, you're you're going to need your Jason Statham to drive your car. You're right. going to need, like, some, like, wacky dude to be your demolition. You need your expert. Seth
1: Green to hack into. The, yeah, you need,
0: like, your Seth, Seth Green um, hacker guy. Like, you, you need uh, these certain categories of people and this um, magician team is a group of of like some are stage magicians, some are street magicians, but then you have like a mentalist, you have like a lockpicky type guy, you have, you know, like basically everybody has their own expertise. And this film really gives them all a chance to show off um, those expertise in a way that just, it makes it just really awesome. And like one of the, like, like, and th- this isn't, really plot spoilery but um the idea of using a a mentalist to help when you randomly draw somebody from your crowd so they don't know how the trick works like that's not a plot point it's just an event that takes place in the film um like that i never even thought of that in real life like you know it's kind of well known that you know a magician will use a plant in the audience when they need somebody participate in a trick without giving that trick away, but the idea that you could take a complete random stranger from the audience, hypnotize them so they don't know how the trick is done, and then put them through the trick, and afterwards, when they wake up, they have no recollection of how that trick was performed. Like, little touches like that, um, just just fill in, it, it, it really just makes the story feel legit, like cohesive, um, and I I really just appreciated that aspect of it.
1: Yeah, I mean there's, and especially when we see how they pulled off that first trick, um, it's it's almost just as exciting watching Morgan Freeman debunk the whole thing, as it is seeing it happen. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah, like I just, uh, like it, it's weird because in the beginning, kind of plays like Ocean's Eleven with magicians, and then you know it, it kind of turns into this like you know they're on the run and like but there's still this element of i wouldn't say heist but i guess so i guess you could say that it's almost like an overall heist but in various stages yeah i don't know it's just it's very exciting and you know by the time the the second act their second performance comes like you're you're like generally excited as much as uh you know everyone in the audience is to like see what these guys are going to do
0: yeah what their next trick is going to be
1: yeah because they already did something like super amazing the first time so i was like well they got to top themselves the next time yeah and so on and so forth
0: I, I i do feel that uh obviously certain of the horsemen uh get get more limelight given to them <laughs> yeah yeah uh yeah I think Isla Fisher kind of gets not a whole lot to do in this movie. Uh, She's kind of just there to have banter with Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah, she's
1: like the assistant. Yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) Don't know why Olivia Wilde turned it down.
1: I don't know. I mean, yeah, I think her and uh, Dave Franco get the... uh get the lesser of the two yeah or of the four
0: at least he franco gets at least a little bit of time to shine in in a few moments of it yeah Um,
1: that's true he like proves himself
0: yeah uh but
1: but like the scene where they all get arrested i mean it's only eisenberg and woody that are
0: yeah that they cut to and they (laughs) i i really love the interrogation of both of them
1: woody's stuff in that was pretty hilarious
0: yeah, his intro in the film is, is pretty special. <laughs> that was pretty
1: awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty good.
0: Yeah, clearly we both very much like this film. <laughs> I I hated it. <laughs> you know, must avoid. Must avoid. <laughs> you, you want people to avoid it because you don't want them to be able to enjoy it as much as you. Exactly. It's their, so good. Their enjoyment of it will take away some of your enjoyment.
1: It's must avoid. It's too good.
0: Yeah. um but yeah i mean obviously there's there's probably a good idea everybody probably has a good idea of where we're going with this but why don't we just get into our verdicts unless there's anything specific you had left over to say
1: uh no not really other than see the movie
0: yeah well there you go so (laughs) if you're gonna give this a must see recommend with a caveat wait for rental pass with a caveat or must avoid where would you place it
1: obviously must see i was gonna make another joke and say, like, recommend, the caveat being must-see.
0: <laughs> uh, Yeah, well, no need for joking because it's definitely a must-see for me also. I'm glad that this did not disappoint me because this was one of, like, the films I was, like, really, really anticipated for. And, yeah, because uh,
1: it really could have gone either way. Like, I, I felt like it could have been awesome, like it was, or just really could have sucked. Or probably the worst would have been just having it be, like, kind of middling... Cause then you would've been like, well, they kind of ruined a great concept. Yeah, yeah.
0: That would have that would have made me very sad. But luckily, yeah, because you
1: almost would have just rather have it fully sucked instead of having it be like partially good, and like partially not. Cause then you're just like, well, ah, if only they had done this. But yeah, unfortunately, it didn't go that way.
0: Yeah. So, they we have it two musties from us? We agree, and uh, we both give it a very high marks. So. That is a good change for recent reviews.
1: (laughs) A lot better than Burt Wonderstone.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yes. Um, Not as
1: good as The Prestige, though. uh,
0: Not many things are as good as The Prestige.
1: (laughs) But I mean, like that, they're almost kind of on like The Prestige is like you want to get a magician movie that's, you know, super dramatic. This is like if you wanted to sit back and just have a fun time kind of deal.
0: Well, I think in some ways this wants to delve into territories um, that it could share with The Prestige, but The Prestige is just a a, a more inspired uh, tale as a whole. But um, I think that there definitely... The universe in which this film takes place in could potentially reach Prestige um, territory, uh, but we're only looking at a subset of the universe for the context of this film. Like, the Four Horsemen get together and perform these tricks during the course of this film. But there is, there is a sense that um, everything expands afterward and before um, yeah. the part of the film that we're watching. So I think that um, it's, it's definitely they established a lot in the film um, that, that I think could like be quality. Like I would love to see more from this universe.
1: Yeah. Now you see me again.
0: (laughs) Now you really do see me.
1: (laughs) Now you really see me.
0: Um, So, yeah, there you go. That's going to be the end of this review then for this week. Uh, Carson, if people want to find you, where can they do that?
1: Uh, You can go to practicalcandy.wordpress.com.
0: People can find me over at ChristopherInRealLife.com or Twitter.com slash ChristopherIRL. You can find the podcast over at TheSpoilTheWarning.com where you can get all the back episodes of the show, including our review of After Earth. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter to figure out when these episodes go live at Twitter.com slash warning, or like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Warning. If you want to get a hold of us directly, you can send an email to fans at TheSpoilTheWarning.com or call and leave us a voicemail at 760-575-4TSW. That's That's 760-575-4879. Music for this episode will come from the soundtrack to Now You See Me. So hopefully now you are hearing that. And uh, thank you guys for listening. Thank you for joining me, Carson. Yes. And uh, we will see you guys next week. Later.